For the love of fall, Starbucks pumpkin spice lattes and pumpkin cream cold brews are back. Smooth espresso dashed with pumpkin pie spice and velvety whipped cream. Or cold brew topped with pumpkin cream cold foam fit for the season. Your pumpkin awaits. Order today in the Starbucks app. Live, the show for dog lovers that brings you the latest news from the canine world. Each week, we meet with different professionals from across the canine industry, from pet shop owners to groomers, behavior specialists, and vets. We also chat with dog owners to find out more about the bonds that make a dog man's best friend. I'm your host, Daryl Brooks. And I'm joined today, as always, by my canine co-hosts, Bruno and Millie. We're live on YouTube, Facebook and Periscope for today's show, which means you can interact with us and ask your questions in the comment section below the stream. This week, it's all about the nose trolley. There are only a few days left before the nose is crowned, and we're meeting as many participants as we can. This week on Friday, we meet with the Cork Nose and we're meeting with four more noses from Terry, Offaly, Kildare and Cavan on Saturday's show. Let's get this show started and meet our first nose for today. Welcome back to another episode of The Big Bark. We're live on Facebook, YouTube and Periscope today, so be sure to get your questions in in the comment section below the stream. I really do love this time of year because it's when we get to meet so many awesome entrants in the nose literally. We've already met the Limit Nose, Alfie, and the Roscommon Nose, Miko. And today we've got another awesome nose of truly participant, and we're off down to the Rebel County of Cork to say hello to Robert the Greyhound, our Cork nose. We welcome Robert and his owner Zoe to the studio right now. Guys, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having us. Delighted to have you on. So, okay, I'm going to start off and jump right in. So, last weekend we spoke with... Ashley and we spoke with Lindsay who both shared our journeys uh, with Miko and with Alfie in the competition. But going to chat to you a bit now about Robert. How has the nose journey been so far for you? It's been a journey all right. Uh, Rob and I obviously live in Cork City so we're very active out and about but our journeys into the city itself have been a lot busier and full of a lot more fun conversations in the last while. Lots of people are really interested in the nose and it's just, it's been incredible so far. 
And what kind of a reaction have you been getting from people when you tell them that your dog is the nose of Cork? Most people just start laughing, to be honest. They're the nose of Tralee. That's so fun. I think it's a lot of people are looking for a reason to smile and laugh these days. And I think Rob being a nose gives them a reason to smile. So it's been a very positive reaction so far. Brilliant. And sorry, one thing we love to chat about here is the bonds that owners share with our dogs. Um, it's actually one of my favourite things to discuss because I have a passion for canine psychology and I love to see how uh, owners and our dogs like, get along together, how they bond together. And I know from my own years gone by and from dealing a lot with Lemon Cannibal Welfare up here, that greyhounds make wonderful pets. And I can see that right there, the way like uh, Robert is with you right there. So with that in mind, what kind of bond would you say that you have with Robert? And what is it that makes greyhounds such amazing pets? Robert and I are inseparable. He is my best friend and lifelong companion. He is my heart dog. He's my soulmate. Like He is the best dog in the world. I would be lost without him. Greyhounds do make fantastic pets and they're so often overlooked, as you know. They're just so laid back, so chill, so lazy. <laughs> they're just so happy to just curl up and just be there. They're desperate for the attention and always happy to give it back. They have a bottomless heart. And all they love is just a proper cuddle. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and I do see from your Instagram page that not only does Robert have a massive following on Instagram, but he's also a great hunt ambassador. And clearly over the last few years, there's been a huge increase in awareness of the cruelty that's going on in the greyhound racing industry. And it was actually something I spoke in one of the very early episodes of the podcast with Lim McCann Welfare Chairperson Marion Fitzgibbon about this in depth. But what is it like? We've seen so many protests happen uh, week in, week out, uh, all the different various uh, stadiums around the country. Like, it doesn't matter what kind of rain. It's great to see people are out there in all kinds of weather. But what needs to happen in Ireland to just end this once and for all? Like, clearly our government, they have no care in the world of ending this. Unfortunately, that seems to be the case. But the only thing that will really make a difference is governmental change led by the people. People need to vote with their money, vote with their power, and just do what they can by avoiding and boycotting greyhound racing. And showing the government and the people that can actually do something that we don't want it anymore. A recent Red Sea poll showed that 77% of people want coursing banned. Yet why is there not more of a push? If so many people are unhappy with it and do want to see it gone, well, we need to voice that to the people that we have represented to elect, to be for, speak for us. And that just needs to be a push. It needs to be a governmental change. So... <sighs> Use your voice, speak up, and get your elected officials to push for what we, the people, believe in, I guess. Yeah, I completely agree. But unfortunately, it does seem that, like, I suppose money is what talks there. And it seems that, like, that's where, that's the only interest in this country is, like, when it comes to greyhound racing, when it comes to any kind of blood sports at all, that's that's all they're interested in is, is money. When money meets animals, welfare goes out the window. Unfortunately, that's always been the case. And as you know yourself, it is continuing. However, I have seen, especially in the last year since the RTE documentary about Greyhound Racing, 
a dramatic decrease in the amount of people supporting the industry. The amount of people going into the tracks has decreased something fierce. People aren't interested anymore now that they are aware of what's going on. So I do think greyhound racing is dying a death. It's a slow death, but it is dying. And I think we just all need to push that little bit more to just make sure that it really does hit the grave because it's already got one foot in us. Yeah, and especially now with with COVID, with racing having to be behind closed doors, like that just show you like, okay, there there clearly is no money in Greyhound racing right now because like there's no attendees at the stadiums. Like you said yourself, there was very little people going anywhere. There was a huge decrease, but now it like it should really be the nail in the coffin with COVID. It should be, but the issue now is welfare. Uh, as you know, the Irish government gives a grant to Greyhound and Horse Racing. The vast majority of that money is already gone for this year. So I really do think COVID is one thing, but we need to really step in and ensure the welfare of these animals, especially now that racing is only going on behind closed doors. What else is going on behind closed doors? Yeah, actually, that's a very good point. And like now, since it is going on behind closed doors, as I said, like, we, we don't know like what the actual welfare animals is now at least when there were some attendees in the tracks there were were eyes there but now there's there's no eyes there whatsoever behind the doors no the eyes are on the screens for sis racing and who's watching across the world and someone in australia watching a race doesn't care about the dog that's after tumbling on track turn two like so I think the welfare of the animals needs to be the big push at the moment. What is going on behind closed doors? That's the real well, question. I, I think you I think you can say as well, like when you talk about the welfare of animals, like that's just that's not just in Greyhound racing, but that's right across the board, as we've seen recently with all the dog tests in Ireland, like we're seeing with all the puppy farms in Ireland. Like there seems to be no care whatsoever for uh, for animal welfare and I actually wrote to the I suppose now former minister uh, of agriculture Derek Callery after his um, little expedition shall we call it <laughs> and all I got back was like literally a template response it was like an army response to say we received this but at the same time like I'm not letting that go either because like I asked a number of questions about what was going to be done to reinforce animal welfare in Ireland. And like I said, it was an awful response I got to say that they received my uh, message. But I'm not letting it go because like, it needs to be followed up on. It needs and to be pushed. Uh, welfare across the board needs yeah. to be pushed and followed up upon. Absolutely. And we had Dr. Sharon Alston on the show there a couple of weeks ago who was speaking about her, her push for change She's working on a project with uh, a TD, James Brown, down in Cork to try and get uh, an offence introduced called Theft of the Companion Animal. And she's been working very hard on that. And you have Tim Kirby then, Dr. Tim Kirby from Pepon.ie. Tim is really pushing towards, like, I suppose, trying to get reputable breeders on board on their platform and push towards a dock-down shop. And like speaking of that, you do see a lot of dogs there, like Robert, in the likes of Limerick Animal Welfare, in Dog Action Welfare Group. There's a lot of greyhounds there. And when you look at, say, Limerick Animal Welfare, for example, they 
saying they actually have a i think is it a truck or something that comes in once every month or it could be down once every two weeks and there's a lot of greyhounds that go off to sweden and go off to italy and go off to switzerland because they're just they're given the treatment there that they actually deserve yeah, we're actually very familiar with Pet Levieri, the Italian group that um, take Greyhounds to home over there. They actually came over to join myself and Robert and the rest of Greyhound Awareness Cork for the large Greyhound welfare pro- uh, march we had through the city last year. And it was a big discussion of why are Greyhounds and Lurchers and any sighthound really not seen as pets here in Ireland? They're not treated as pets. They're seen as commodities. They're seen as money-making machines, not companions. I see it all across the board. If I take Robert for a walk down the street, I can guarantee that I'll have at least one comment asking, oh, what trap is he in tonight? Or is he a winner? Is he a racer? People's immediate reaction upon seeing a greyhound or lurcher is money and what they can make and what they can do for them. Versus when they see a little collie or a little shih tzu or any of the other pet breeds. They ask, oh, what's his age? What name? What's his name? They ask companion animal questions versus the only thing people see with greyhounds is money. So when yeah. you go to mainland Europe, they see them as pets. They're companions over there. There's been a big push, especially here in Cork. I've seen a big difference in the last year since I adopted Robert and we started doing awareness events, which is just a walk through the city, letting people see these dogs as pets. There's been a huge number of greyhounds, lurchers, whippets, all different sightings adopted here in Cork. There's a great community growing down here because all it takes is one person to show people that greyhounds make great pets and it just snowballs. Introducing the Planet Fitness Guide to getting that post-workout glow. Step one, what's your why? More epic energy, better sleep, blow off steam? Step two, join Planet Fitness for $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime, and get moving. Go cardio crazy in our clean and spacious clubs or get down with some dumbbells and strength equipment. Step three, bask in that post-workout glow. Join Planet Fitness today for $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Deal ends Wednesday, September 14th. It's glow time. See club for details. From there, They really speak for themselves like they're, they're their own ambassadors for the breed. They are just so loving and gentle and kind. You can't meet one right. and not fall in love. <laughs> Isn't that right, bud? <laughs> so we're going to do what we call the quick fire round here. So this is basically a number of questions, quick fire questions that I'm going to ask you uh, about Robert. And I want you to just quick after Mark, uh, give me an answer. Okay? Right. Okay. do. All right. So, uh, when did you adopt Robert? I adopted Robert on April 19th of last year. So, do you know about his birthday or is that his gotcha day? That's his gotcha day. His birthday is in February, which we celebrated in a local dog-friendly pub here in Cork with all his friends, including his best friend in the world, Molly, who's his secret little babe. <laughs> She's another empty <laughs> greyhound here in Cork. Brilliant. Uh, does Robert have a favourite toy? Robert has only recently really learned to play, but his absolute favourite toy in the world is a little crinkled corgi about this big, and he has shredded it four times, and it's, been, it's actually sitting waiting to be sewn shut again at the moment, after last night's Zoomy ordeal. Brilliant. And what's his favourite treat? Robert adores quail treats from the brand Carney Love. He's his absolute favourite in the world. 
second only to ice cream but that's a very very rare treat that he gets on very <laughs> special days like festivals okay has robert ever done anything to annoy you to, or to embarrass you to embarrass me yeah <laughs> rob and i go everywhere together including to a couple of dog friendly pubs there was one time when i was singing his praises and how he had come so far and he was so good in public and then i got up to go to the bathroom and in the two minutes i was gone he had gotten up stolen a pint off another person and an entire plate of chips and then proceeded to try and steal my seat so after me singing his praises for an hour and a half he then straight up embarrassed me by being the boldest dog in the whole world in that two minute gap. But you still love him anyway. Oh, every bit of us. I'd never be without him. And he still comes to the pub with me to this day. Well, when they reopen anyway. Exactly, yeah. That's the thing about even up here as well. Like some pubs, even the ones that we would have taken the dogs to before, they would have taken Bruno Melito. They have reopened. But they're no longer dog friendly because of the whole seeking yeah. arrangements and all. So, but look, hopefully in time to come, they will be. So, hopefully. what would you say is Robert's best feature? His ears. They are the softest, cuddliest things in the whole world, and he adores having them pet and scratched. They make the funniest pictures because one minute they're up, next minute they vanished. They are his best feature. Brilliant. And okay, so what is your funniest memory of Robert? The day he learned to play. It was a week before Christmas and we were packing up our suitcases to go visit home. And I had just finished packing up a couple of presents and I heard the tearing of paper in the hallway. Now we live in a very small apartment, so it only took me about two microseconds to get into the hallway to see what he was trying to eat. And he had opened up all his own presents and was absolutely going wild in our little hallway because he had discovered the little crinkle toy and discovered the world of play. He was running up and down, jumping, dancing. He was barking, his tail was wagging. It was the first time he had ever properly played with a toy. And it was the funniest, happiest memory I have to date was him finally embracing dog toys and the world of play. And he's actually your dog on the screen and trying to say (laughs) He's just trying to be here. Millie has gone off to bed, but Bruno has come for cuddles anyway. So he often does this. He just walks. (laughs) You gonna say hello? No. No, he's actually. He just wants cuddles. Okay. Uh, So would you be the kind of dog owner then who has full blown conversations with your dog? Well, Rob and I live alone, so yes, it's all I have. I speak to him all the time, and sometimes I think I hear him speak back. So maybe we're going a bit too far down the crazy dog. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what is the hardest thing, in your opinion, about being a dog owner? The hardest thing is dealing with other people's misconceptions, especially owning a greyhound. A lot of people seem to see them as an aggressive dog, a high energy dog that's going to attack and kill their next door neighbor's dog and the cat and their kids. So trying to deal with other people's reaction to my dog is the hardest thing, especially because Robert is so soft and gentle and he wants to say hi to people and play with the dogs. Trying to 
you know, show them that he's friendly whilst also keeping him safe and keeping everyone comfortable. I feel like that's the hardest part, dealing with other people and their misconceptions around dogs and especially greyhounds as a breed. Yeah. Okay, and last question. Do you ever sit and stare at Robert to try and figure out what he's thinking? Every single night. Just before bed, we'll have our little cup of tea and I'll have his teeth brushed and he'll just sit down and wait for me to open the door to the bedroom and I just sit and look at him and think, what is going through your head? Because he has such sad eyes. He always looks depressed. And I do wonder, am I doing things right? Are you happy? What's going on in that head of yours? Every single night, without fail. What is going on? In this so I just want to now I just want to read out a few of the uh, comments that are being sent in over Facebook here so let's see uh, so Jillian Newman says hi Robert and Mira uh, says hi Joe oh, that so, would be one of Robert's nieces say hi to Mira yes. buddy uh, hi, next Julian. up we have a comment in from Margaret O'Rourke uh, beautiful Robert, you get the message across very well. Thanks, Margaret, for your comment. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Uh, next up, we have Jess, Jess O'Connell. Robert is such a wonderful ambassador for the Greyhounds. I'd like to think so, too. <laughs> and next up, we have Greyhound Awareness Corp. Go, Robert and Zoe, they're in your corner, girl. <laughs> I'd hope so. <laughs> let's see. So, Deirdre Mara. uh says do better don't deal form on facebook is also doing some fantastic work the freshly online platforms to regulate selling dogs online and this is actually something that we talked about in one of our previous episodes thanks Deirdre for that comment um it done deal themselves have actually disallowed the sale of dogs from for from now on i don't know how long that's going to last People are still getting around it, or as they see new ads come up, as they report, they are very quick in taking them down. So it's a, definitely a good step in the right direction there. It's a step forward, um, and hopefully with Pet Bond in particular getting a bit more popular, we shall see yeah. more responsible breeders and responsible sources and rescues finding homes for dogs through there. And hopefully, anyway. Robert, uh, Deirdre Ott says, Robert is so lovely. Ushing the Dublin nose is in awe. Thanks again, oh, Deirdre, for that. There, Cork in Dublin. <laughs> we, won't talk about, we won't talk about the football. <laughs> no, we don't talk about that. We're not that political. <laughs> and let's see. Uh, Mira Phil Corser sorted through right. This is from Gillian again. Sweetest stop we've ever had. She can't wait to see Robert. And all the Greyhound Awareness car crew again. And well, we can't wait to see them again. And let's see. I'm assuming though that was meant to be adopted through right, maybe, or because she. Yeah, I know Amira but... myself. She was adopted through right. Yeah, and Greyhound Awareness uh, Cork also says there. Molly says looking good, boo. Ah well. Robert will be having words with Molly anyway, embarrassing him on the stream like that. <laughs> Molly is Robert's boo, his little girlfriend of sorts. They are inseparable when they get together. 
They're the power couple of the century. <laughs> and okay, so sorry, tell me then how do people vote for Robert? They can vote for Robert by going on to Pet Sitters Ireland, searching the nose of Tralee and voting for Robert. They can also go through Robert's Instagram, Twitter or Facebook. The link is in the bio for all three. We're often online and, sharing those. So the link, and it should uh, be popping up at the bottom of the screen right now. Perfect. So go vote Robert. A vote for Robert is a vote for Greyhounds. Okay, and tell me, why should people vote for Robert and why would he make a great nose of Trilly? This is your moment to shine now. Tell us exactly why everybody should vote for Robert. Well, Robert, as a rescue greyhound, is a fantastic ambassador for greyhounds. I think having a lovely needle nose, I mean, look at the size of it, would be a fantastic nose of Trilly, shedding some beautiful light on how amazing greyhounds are as pets, not just in Ireland, but across the world. It's a recognisable position. And I'd love to see a rescue dog, in particular a rescue greyhound, showing off just how amazing they are as pets. So if anyone deserves a nose, it's the needle nose. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. And that's where we leave it for today. So thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for you and Robert for joining us today on The Big Bark. As always, a huge thank thanks to the crew in Pet Service Ireland for running this competition every year, the seventh year of it now. If Robert has your vote, be sure to follow the link, which is displaying on screen right now, just at the bottom down there. <laughs> and the closing date is the 25th of August, correct? Correct. Only a few days left to go. Only a few days left. And we will be back tomorrow. We're meeting the last four of our entrants. Uh, who we mean tomorrow? I mean, Kerry, we're meeting Kevin, uh, we're meeting Offaly, and we're meeting Kildare tomorrow. So we have a bumper show for the last one tomorrow. So until then, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle on all three is the Big Bark Podcast. From all of us here at the Big Bark, have a back in that evening, and we'll see you tomorrow for the final episode of The Nose of Sleep.